Welcome to the Conversations with Christians Engage podcast. Hosted by Bunny Pounds, this podcast is created as part of our ministry to awaken, motivate, educate, and empower believers in Jesus Christ to pray for our nation and elected officials regularly, to vote in every election to impact our culture, and to help us engage our hearts in some form of civic education and involvement for the well-being of our nation. Please share this podcast and our ministry with your family and friends by asking them to take our pledge to pray, vote, and engage. They can take the pledge on our website at christiansengaged.org. We can all change America one heart at a time. We are here to serve you and empower you to be a leader in your community. Each week, we upload the audio recording of our weekly Psalms Bible study. This week, we covered Psalm 65. To sign up for the Bible study, visit our website at christiansengaged.org and click on the Bible study tab. So again, uh, let's go ahead and officially get started. My name is Ben Quine. I'm uh, on the board with Christians Engaged and just thrilled to be partnering with uh, with Bunny and her team and just what a great, great uh, group this is. Um, happy to be joined, thrilled to be joined by Heather Stoner this morning. Heather, can you just tell us quickly about yourself? Yeah, good morning. So um, I am honored to be on the board of Christians Engaged. I get to be involved in a lot of things, um, whether it's politically or through my faith. But this one is kind of that thing that brought it all together. And what an amazing team we have around the state of Texas. So happy to be here this morning. Absolutely. Uh, Again, thank you all to each person that's here joining us. on Zoom and on Facebook Live. Great to be with you this morning. We're going to um, dive into Psalm 65 in just a second, but let's get started with a quick word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for um, your faithfulness, and we praise you for your character. Praise you that your character is uh, holy and perfect, and it never changes. Thank you that we can rely on you. Uh, we thank you for your word and how it teaches us and instructs us. We pray that you would speak to us this morning through Psalm 65. We love you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Heather, could you uh, read Psalm 65 for us, please, first? I will gladly read Psalm 65. So, of course, our author is David, and it says, Praise awaits you, O God, in Zion. To you our vows will be fulfilled. O you who hear prayer, to you all men will come. When we are overwhelmed by sins, you forgave our transgressions. Blessed are those you choose and bring near to live in your courts. We are filled in the good things of your house, of your holy temple. You answer us with awesome deeds of righteousness. Oh, God, our Savior, the hope of all the ends of the earth and the furthest seas, who formed the mountains by your power, having armed yourself with the strength, who stilled the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves, and the turmoil of the nations. Those living far away fear your wonders. Where morning dawns and evening fades, you call forth songs of joy. You care for the land and water it. You enrich it abundantly. The streams of God are filled with water to provide the people with grain. For so you have ordained it. You drench its furrows and level its ridges. You soften it with showers and bless its crops. 
You crown the year with your bounty and your course overflow with abundance. The grasslands of the desert overflow. The hills are closed with clothed with gladness and the meadows are covered with flocks and the valleys are mantled with grain. They shout for joy and sing. Thank you so much. Wow. Um, <clears throat> it was a, it was a real joy to be in this Psalm this week and um, kind of um, continually going back to it, learning from it. I, I think at first glance um, it's, this wonderful praise of Thanksgiving um, seems like, you know, we know David had a lot of hard times in his life, but it seems like this was probably written after a really wonderful harvest. And so he's just overflowing with thankfulness for, for what God has done and done for the people. Um, but, you know, David is such a great theologian. It just kind of blows my mind. He really starts off with this, just the conclusions are right at the first sentence, you know, praise is due to you, O God in Zion. And, and that's always true. I know that uh, I need that reminder and I love that reminder. And he just starts with that. And then he, then verse after verse is kind of why, why should we praise God? And he gives these incredible, incredible reasons, and it's so profound and powerful. As as I was studying it, just just really blessed me this week. Um, and he says, "You who hear our prayer, God is the one who hears our prayers. Um, when iniquities prevail against me, you atone for our transgressions. Um, God God deserves praise because He hears our prayers because He loves us and because He atones for our sin." I mean, bottom line, whether whether we're doing great, we've had this fantastic harvest, or whether we're having um, troubles in our in our day to day circumstance, always can go back to remember that God's love, God's care, the fact that He hears us, and the fact that He has rescued us from sin, that He is worthy of praise. Then He goes to um, this idea of being in God's presence and just contemplating that for a couple minutes like blessed is the one you choose to bring near to dwell in your courts we shall be satisfied with goodness with the goodness of your house with the holiness of your temple i mean when i stop to think about how incredible it is that god would you know jesus said um whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life will not be condemned he has crossed over from death to life what a transition that is and that just helps me be overflowing with thanksgiving to say, God, you have done this for me. I don't deserve it. I can't believe it. Thank you. Thank you. And the greatness of being with God in his presence, in his courts, uh, <clears throat> he says, we'll be satisfied. And that just is amazing because, you know, nothing on earth really gives us that ultimate satisfaction. Uh, I was in the bookstore yesterday and they even played that song on the radio. I can't get no satisfaction. You know, like we're looking, every human is looking, looking, looking for satisfaction. What is going to touch us in the deepest place and fill, our, fill us up? And this is the answer. God, Jesus Christ, his presence being near to him. That's what really satisfies us. And, and that's like the second main reason we can praise God at all times. Um, and then, <clears throat> Uh, moving down to, what is it? Verse five, by awesome deeds, you answer us with righteousness. O God of our salvation, the hope of all the ends of the earth and the farthest seas. Like think about what God has done in the past. Think about uh, what he's done in my life, what he's done in your life. Um, 
as the creator. Um, he is the God of our salvation and he is our hope. You know, um, I just love that our hope isn't kind of like the weather, like, Oh, I hope it rains tomorrow. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. Hope in God is sure. Hope in God is, is guaranteed because he never changes because he is, he is powerful and he, he will answer our prayers. Um, and then David gets into this little section about um, creation and says, God is the one who by his strength established the mountains. Uh, he's girded with might. He stills the roaring seas, um, the roaring of the waves, the tumult of the peoples. And of course, the mountains and the seas, these are, these are elements of creation that are just beyond our you know, puny strength, but they're nothing to God. You know, <laughs> like when Jesus is on the boat, he's like, peace, be still. And that's it. It's, it's quiet. And um, he has limitless power. Uh, amazing. Um, and, and then kind of the, the personal climax, verse eight, so that those who dwell at the ends of the earth are in awe at your signs. Our lives reminds me of Matthew five sixteen. Uh, in the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Give glory to your Father in heaven. Um, this is our calling to to advertise deity, to live in dependence on God and praise in Him in such a way that everyone around us goes, "Wow, God is that that is he, they serve the living God. Their God is alive and powerful and active, and He's loving and He's so good." And that's what it says: all those who dwell all the ends of the earth are in awe at your science. So I don't know how, how you're doing this morning, Heather. I don't know how our, our guests this morning are doing. Like maybe you're doing amazing and you're on top of the world. And maybe you're like David, you just had this amazing harvest and everything's going great. And you want to praise the Lord for this next section because God has brought water and God has brought fruit and God has brought grain and flocks and abundance. Or maybe you're not like maybe I know a lot of people are going through some hard times right now. There's I mean, gas prices and inflation and job worries. You know, there's there's always the unexpected dental bills or, um, you know, car repair bills. And those times can be really hard. And I think this this psalm is a great reminder for me that whether things are going great or when things are hard, like we still have the the character of God we have, what he's done for us, that never changes. And we also know that God has the, this incredible power to bring about this bounty that he talks about in this last section. This, I mean, not just spiritual blessings, but physical blessings that he delights to give. I mean, he talks about his river is never running dry. He's got water that he can water the, uh, the land until life just flows out of it. And um, I, I believe that's what, he wants us to experience, uh, though we, in, obviously in this life, we don't always experience that. Um, so I just I just think it's a great model for us. And I'm excited to pray it together with you, Heather, and our audience, because this is, this is such a wonderful model for us to pray, thanking God for what he's done, thanking for him for our spiritual blessings, for his character, um, and then thanking him for the physical blessings we have and calling out to him, crying out for the physical blessing we need. Um, you know, when life is impossible or seems like we, we need a miracle to survive, this psalm reminds us that God is there and he's ready to do that. So I just love it. Thank you. Uh, Heather, what, what would you, what did God say, say to you this week as you study? Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, Ben. That's kind of hard to follow, but anyway, oh. <laughs> appreciate no, you that. Good. 
Um, yeah. So a couple things for me that really stood out. Um, I always like to go back and read maybe what the history of us, of where we're at or where David was at at that time. Um, and going back, as I said, I finished out with Psalms 23 and that we were seeing David really running for his life and really, um, you know, fearing in so many ways and having to turn. So when we go back to the history of where he is in Psalm 65, they say this begins um, a, a group of four Psalms that are then praised. And so 65, 66, 67, and 68 will then be praised. Um, first of all, you know, I'm thinking, I'm reading all of this about water and rain. And they said this was a Psalm probably written after a great um, harvest and a great plentiful rain. And I'm thinking, you know, a lot of people do um, what we've heard a rain dance. I think we need to do a rain psalm here in Texas and just repeat Psalm 65. And maybe we'll get that plentiful rain that David's talking about because we sure do need it. We, we do, but, yes. um, but yeah, so what so what I loved about this was it started where we're heading from here on out is um, his heart of praise. And I think for many of those as as many of us, as you were saying, we go through seasons where I literally have seasons where I get so overwhelmed that praise is not on my lips, like everything but. And so I, you know, we look to David because he is called a man after God's own heart. And then we look at the sin in David's life and it's hard for us sometimes to understand that phrase, a God after man's own heart. But I think what I love about David is there's so much that we can learn from him. First of all, in verse one, um, it says to you, our vows will be fulfilled. And when they talk about the vows here, you know, vows, especially in the Old Testament, were taken extremely serious. They didn't have lawyers. They didn't have contracts. They didn't have, um, you know, all the things that we have today to say, okay, I guess I have to follow through with that their word, their vow was the contract. And so they had made a, a vow to God that they would praise him. And I was thinking about the vow that we made to God when we accepted him as our savior. We vowed to him that we would make him our all in all. And so that's what I see here in this praise. It's saying, we remember the vow we made to you. And I think sometimes, you know, there's the phrase going back to our first love. And we vow to that love that we will love them forever. I just went through my daughter's and son-in-law's wedding and it was for better, for worse, for richer, for poor. He kind of laughed at the for richer, for poor part and said, well, we're in it for the poor right now. <laughs> um, and it was like, yeah, that's true. But that was a vow they've made to each other. And for married people, you know, that is a vow. And so going back to verse one, what vows do we make to God that we don't fulfill because uh, we don't feel like it today? You know, our feelings take over. Another thing that um, really stands out here is kind of the ADD of David. We got We have to love David. He's He's just like us. So it says, um, first, uh, verse two, it talks about um, the prayer. And I had to write these down because it was all over the praise, place. Prayer. And then three is our sins being forgiven and being overwhelmed. Verse four, it's blessings and dwelling with God. 
Verse five, he's onto the mighty acts. Verse six, God is mighty. And then as you said, he goes on to um, the, the vastness of God. And so I was thinking about, okay, that's how my prayers are on any given day. You know, I start off on this thought and then, you know, as we say, squirrel, I'm off on here. And that's really what David did in this. He, it's like he's trying to cover everything in those first few verses. But I think that's okay. You know, like you were saying, like, we need those times in our life where we just cry out to God. And it's, you know, the first minute is about your mom that's not doing well. And then you're off on, oh my goodness, Lord. And yesterday I said this and and I need forgiveness for that. And, you know, there are times we just don't have it all together and we still can go to the Lord with that. And I love that about David, that he teaches us, you know, how to do that. Um, so. You know, the other thing that we see here for David, now they had something very tangible that they were praising God for. Um, Obviously, like in verse 10, they talk about the crops and the bounty in verse 11, and your carts overflow with abundance. But, you know, there are days, Ben, that we just don't feel like our carts are overflowing with abundance. We don't feel like the grasslands of the desert overflow and the hills are clothed with gladness. And so... As God often does, the message that I was listening to yesterday was definitely about this. Um, I always love how God usually will salt my, either the songs will start on the radio being exactly what I need for this week about praise or the message yesterday was. And a couple of things that I, I took away from the message yesterday were this. First of all, praise is going to have to be our vow to God, no matter how our feelings are. And that was exactly what you were saying. You know, it is the Monday morning. Yes, I have to get up. And sometimes just gritting into praise. I mean, as God said, if we don't praise, then he's going to have the rocks cry out in our place, you know? And so it's hard because in this Psalm of 65, David has something to praise about. But we also have to keep in remembrance that this is pivoting off a time that, you know, his own family members were trying to kill him. People that he had loved had come after him. And so it really is a time where he probably is having to dig in deep and say, I'm going to praise you, you know, no matter what. Another thing um, that we really know is that when we do that, and I've seen it time and time again in my life. It helps me to pivot my feelings. So there are times I just have to turn off the news and put on praise music. I have to fake my feelings into praising God when I don't necessarily feel like it in my own flesh, when I don't necessarily feel like it in my circumstances. And something that I heard yesterday that I loved were when times are good, we need to praise God for the good times or for what was manifested out of us that was good. Because if we don't praise him in that, it becomes pride. When times are not good, when they're bad, when we consider something dark, um, like you were saying, just even our day-to-day right now, the gas prices, the food prices, the news, the whatever, if we do not praise him in that, then we can become a prisoner to our circumstances. You know, we look at we look at the New Testament, we look at Paul, and we so often go back to 
you know, saying, and it's easy to say when I'm sitting here in my lovely living room in Tyler, Texas, but we go, oh, you know, Paul praised him in the sewage, in the prison. But we don't necessarily have to be in a physical prison to be in a prison. Sometimes just our circumstances are. Sometimes the fear of the news, the prices, the the bills coming in, whatever it is, that can be our prison. And we still have to dig down so deep and praise him. Um, You know, a couple of other things that really I, I thought about yesterday in that was that there are times that God just has to praise us into the next steps. And I think when he does that, he, it paves the way, praise can pave the way um, for really God's provision. And that isn't always monetarily. It is just praising us through whatever has us stuck right now um, so that we can get to what it is that God has for us. And I think David shows us that um, again, yes, a wonderful praise in 65 because they had rain and they had bounty and all of that but they're coming off a very difficult time. And so his praise um, is really, if we even look up in 64, 10, 9 and 10, all mankind will fear. They will proclaim the works of God and ponder what he was done. Let the righteous rejoice in the Lord and take refuge in him. Let all the upright in heart praise him. That was 64, 10. And then he was able to move into really a psalm of praise. So that was just kind of, you know, those were some things I saw out of it. It's wonderful to go, oh, you know, David's praising. He's so wonderful. But let's remember, he's coming off of a very difficult time. He's choosing to praise. He made a vow to praise and is keeping his word to God, which I don't always think I do. Um, And then he's really pivoting to saying, Lord, thank you, praise you. And for the next four Psalms, I will praise you. So just some thoughts on this. That's so good, Heather. I I just love that. Like you're saying, setting this, um, setting this pattern or setting this um, consistency of praise, good or bad. And, you know, it's so easy for us to say, oh, well, I'll praise God later on when things are good. But right now things are bad. I'm not, I can't praise God now. You know, that heart, that heart is not going to turn. I know that's I, I've had that my added my that attitude in my heart sometimes. And it's so hard to turn that heart around. That takes a miracle. So, you know, we we should praise God all the time. I love that. And I also love what you said about feelings kind of following, you know, our 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 will. Like we're gonna if we choose to set, you know, uh, Hebrew says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. And um that's when like we choose that first and then our emotions will follow. So great, great point there. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so can you, can you just help? Um, we want to, we want to really learn to, to pray with David and kind of pray scripture. So if you could just lead us, um, uh, start us off and then I'll, I'll close us out. Um, praying this Psalm, um, back to God today. That would be amazing. Yes. Yes, let's just go to the Lord in prayer. It is a Monday morning and we know, Heavenly Father, that our hearts, it is so quite hard to quiet our minds and quiet our hearts, On a, usually on a Monday morning. Um, I am sure that everyone listening today has the same long list of things to do and heading into a new week. And um, 
children going back to school or just facing, you know, life uh, as it stands for whatever it holds for you today. So Heavenly Father, first of all, we just come to you this morning and we ask for your peace to just quiet our minds. We ask for your peace to take over those fears. We we look back at the pattern of David and David literally was on the run for his life. He literally was um, in a fight for his life. And, and as we look back, it was from his own family members. So many of us can sometimes feel that way, that it's coming from within our own household or from with our own within our own lives. And then there are the things from the outside that bring us um, just so much, Lord, that weighs on our hearts. And so, Father, we're going to take Psalm 65 today. And first of all, we're going to start off with a vow that we made to you. The day that we accepted you as our Lord and Savior, we made a vow to you to make you the Lord of all, to make you the Lord of our fears, to make you the Lord of our hurts, to make you the Lord of our circumstances. A phrase that I heard yesterday, and I just, I've got to just inwardly meditate on it is we um, act like you are the Lord of all, but we really, really live our lives like logic is our Lord of all. And so, Lord, we just cast out logic today. We cast out all the things that we um, think we know better in, and we commit this, really this pattern of praise to you, Father. Um, after fear and after running for his life, David starts us off in a pattern of praising you. And yes, they had some very tangible things to, to praise you for Lord. But I pray that everyone today would find the things that they can praise you for the smallest things. As we were just saying, if something good happens, Lord, we praise you in that so that it doesn't turn into pride. If there are things that are difficult today, we praise you, Lord, so that it doesn't turn into our circumstances becoming the idols of our lives our fear becoming the idol of our life, that the things that, that run it. Um, and so Lord, we just thank you for David's example, this of holding to our vows to you, of keeping you as our first love of praising you in all things. And even have, if we have to go put on worship music, Lord, if we have to turn off the TV and do something different, if we have to sit down and just make ourselves read through the word and read through your promises, Lord, so that we can hold on to them and praise you in them. Then Lord, just help us to know what to do so that we turn to you in all of our circumstances, in all of our emotions, in all of our fears and in all of our needs. And instead we praise you for all of your promises in them. So I just thank you for Psalms 26, for Psalms 65 today. And we thank you for the model that David set before us of being able to praise in all circumstances. Absolutely. Father, just agree so much with Heather and just pray that that would be uh, true in my heart and true in the heart of each person here listening. Um, Lord, you are worthy of praise and um, pray that our lives would be a living sacrifice, pleasing to you. Um, Lord, so grateful that you hear our prayer, that you are the living God. You're not like the other, other gods of the world. You're not like the idols <clears throat> made of stone or wood, but you hear and you act, you have power. Lord, we're so grateful that you um, have taken away our sins through the perfect blood of Christ. Um, and we're so grateful that, that you have chosen us to bring us into your presence, um, we are, we are blessed. We are blessed to be your saints. 
and regardless of our circumstances, praise you and thank you for um, for your love for us. And Lord, I just can't think help but think of um, Corey Ten Boom and how, mm-hmm. in the midst of the darkest darkest hour, and she and um, her sister were thanking you. Uh, yes. Sometimes reluctantly, sometimes grudgingly, but thanking you even for the lice and the rats because because you are in charge and you allowed that. And then later, only later, could they see that you use that for their great good by allowing them to have uninterrupted Bible studies. And mm-hmm. we just want to claim by faith that same kind of praise and that same kind of heart attitude that you would allow us to give thanks in all circumstances. And Lord, I know um, whether it's, Texas does need rain, or whether it's personal issues, family issues, job issues, financial issues, but we're all dealing with stuff. We're all we're all confronted with, oh no, what if, what if, what about this? How is this, how is this going to work out? And we just lay them at your feet and we say that it can work out because you are the God of our salvation and you're the hope. You're the hope of our hearts. You're the hope of, of the ends of the earth. And we want to be... Um, used by you we want you to you know just show yourself strong on our behalf um that that same power that that formed the mountains that same power that calms the seas or just use that on our behalf and show yourself strong that all the ends of the earth would know that you are the living god and that you love us and we just praise you for what you're going to do uh thanks again for this morning and ask your blessing on on each of us as we go out and pray that we would live um with this truth in our mind and in our hearts. We love you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, uh, well, that's fantastic, Heather. Thank you. Um, I just, sure. it's what, that's the great, this is the way to start. <laughs> this is the way to start a day. So good. So, so good. Um, I have a couple quick, quick little announcements before we finish off. Um, uh, next week, please join us. We'll be doing Psalm 66. Uh, you won't want to miss it. It's going to be fantastic. And um, also want to quickly announce, um, let's see if I can get my sharing screen up here. We've got um, the Christians Engaged uh, conference is coming up in September. It's just a couple weeks away. It's really going to be such a fantastic event. So I want to encourage each one of you to register. Just take some time right after this um, this meeting and go on to um, it's the ceconference.org, or you can go to Christians Engaged website and find the link. Um, it's just going to be such an encouraging, wonderful um, time of teaching and worship and great panels, wonderful speakers. Uh, you won't want to miss it. And um, also want to encourage everyone to um, consider becoming a monthly donor to Christians Engaged. Um, all of your gifts um, enable um, Bunny and the team to do continue this amazing work that God is blessing. And um, it will be it will be. Um, God will use it for his glory. So please consider that as well. Um, anything else? Closing thoughts, Heather, just want to thank yeah, everyone for and if you. Live in, if you live anywhere in the Tyler area, come and join us on September 1st. Raphael and Bunny are going to be doing the first ever Tyler event. So that's on our website. Um, and you can get information that September 1st will be a great time of Christians engaged in East Texas. So come and join us. Yeah, I'm going to be there too. So excited about it. Yeah, that's going to be good. Thanks, Ben. All right. Thank you all, everyone. Have a great day. God bless you. Take care. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Conversations with Christians Engaged. Please subscribe to this podcast so you don't ever miss an episode. 
Also, please review it and share it with your friends. The easiest way to connect with us is to take the pledge on our website at christiansengage.org. There you can sign up for our weekly prayer text, our bi-weekly emails, and our voting reminders. Christians Engaged is supported by individuals just like you. Would you consider helping us with a monthly donation or a one-time gift? You can do that quickly at christiansengaged.org. What does America need in this hour? America needs you. We are here to serve you and encourage you as you impact your communities. Let's be Christians engaged for the well-being of our nation.